welcome to One Penny at a Time. My name is Harris Elliott. Thank you for joining me today. In today's episode, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to talk about my uh, crazy journey from how I got rid of $15,000 in consumer debt in a year. It's crazy to think about. This was about started five years ago to the month right now was when I started doing this up until October 2018. So it took me about 14, 15 months to complete all this. I'm going to talk about my journey, what the situation was, how did I get to that situation, and essentially just recalling about how I sacrificed the whole year of doing a lot of things just to get rid of this monster. So let's go ahead and talk about that. So back in August 2017, I still lived with my roommates in Florida and I was telling my my roommate who's also my best friend about how I felt very trapped. I felt like I was in the bottomless pit, tunnel with no ending in sight. Um I had $15,000 in consumer debt. So this was a combination of seven credit cards and two auto loans. You're asking, you're probably asking why did I have two auto loans? I'm going to go into that into detail here, explaining the breakdown for everything. So seven credit cards, most of this was a combination of being stupid. Uh, early years in college, well, you know, doing my bachelor's, didn't ha- didn't made a lot of money or didn't have a lot of money at the time, but you know, Young me thought it was a great idea to have an Xbox One, Wii U, and a PS4 and just finance it and just pay for it later among all the other crap that I bought. Not the best decision I've made. Um, good, good life learning experience going through this because I'll never do that again. And then two auto loans. Now I'm going to explain here. One, it's the car that I still have for today, which I'm grateful to have. Uh, So that was under one of the auto loans that I had there. And then the other auto loan was the car that I had previous to my Honda Civic. So I I used to drive a 2010 Toyota Corolla. And I got in a total loss accident. The insurance company at the time that I had for the vehicle flat out screwed me over. They denied my claim, said that I apparently committed fraud, which was not the case. I was really young back then. I didn't know how to fight this, and I should have gotten a bigger fight out of this and gone way deeper. But, you know, being young and not having a lot of life experiences, you just take one. So essentially, I had $5,000 in that loan of a car that I needed to pay off that wasn't drivable. And I didn't want it to hurt my credit. So I literally took on two car payments. It's stupid. I know. Stupid, stupid, stupid. And then with the credit cards, you know, you had just all the stupid stuff that I purchased. But then one of the big chunk of that bill that I had 
uh, that in 2017, Sushi, who's my cat, still alive and kicking, and my big my big fat tub of lard, got into a got very sick, and then I dropped about three thousand dollars in in vet bills with him. Uh, we discovered he had some kidney problems, and that was completely unexpected. I paid all of that between seven credit cards. I just literally was like, okay, $50 here, 500 here. I opened up uh, an emergency credit card so I could finish paying this off because I could not afford to see my cat suffering or die. Thank God that cat made it through. The vet was telling me that, you know, there's probably not a good chance of him surviving, but, you know, being the cat parent that I am, it's like we need to try to push through this. So luckily he's still with us today. So that was a good investment now that I look back at that. So you probably think it's like you have all these bills and, you know, at that time with the, with the job that I had um, in, a, in a yearly salary, you know, it was an hourly job, but factoring the yearly salary of it, I think I was making probably about $38,000 a year, which is not a lot. And, you know, I had groceries and luckily my living situation at the time was really good where my rent and my utilities are very cheap. So that's really helped a lot. So then it's August 2017. And I told my roommate about it. And I was like, hey, I can't live like this anymore. I'm going to go get a second job with the days I'm off from my regular job and just grind this out and see if I can get rid of this. My roommate told me that I was absolutely crazy and that how am I going to rest? How am I going to enjoy life? I said, I have no idea, but I need to do this because I can't be living like this. So I had a good friend who was a manager at a liquor store who I knew through my my years working in like the music industry. And I hit him up. I was like, hey, I know you manage a liquor store. Do you need any help? Um, I, you know what my work ethic is. And the second I said that, he goes, come by this day talk to this person i'll put a good word in for you and then i got there and you know got a job working at a liquor store in addition to my regular job so the way it broke up with my regular job i did 40 hours a week i did 10 hour shifts four times a week so there i would work monday tuesday friday saturday i would do a 10 a.m to 9 p.m. if I remember that correctly. I think that's how that went. And then Wednesday, Thursday, and Sundays, I had worked at a liquor store from 5 p.m. to 2 a.m. So essentially, I worked seven days a week, no days off for a year straight or 15 months straight, whatever it ended up being. Uh, the first month of doing it, it was definitely interesting. Um, felt pretty good. You know, was working hard, doing what I had to do. But then after a couple months, your stamina, your mental health goes down the toilet. So what I remember is, is that on Thursdays, I get off at 2, sometimes 2.30, drive back home, probably don't get home till 3, would sleep until 8.30, wake up, take a quick shower, leave the house by 9, the make sure I got to work before 10. I always like to give myself an hour buffer just because uh, the highway I used to have to drive on was very busy and trafficy. So sometimes, you know, you 
you just hope that there's not crazy traffic and that you make it on time. And then I essentially was during the the Wednesday, you know, going into Wednesday and Thursday, I would wake up at one o'clock in the afternoon, you know, eat, do whatever I could, and then just go to work at the liquor store. And at the liquor store, you know, I do a million things. I used to lift a bunch of heavy boxes. I used to do cashiering. I used to, it's kind of also do upfront sales, you know, just try to offer products that I knew were higher margins and stuff like that. I didn't get any commission or anything like that, but I always liked it whenever the store owner was pretty happy that we were pushing higher items and, you know, build trust with them. And if I ever asked for anything, they literally got me whatever I wanted, no questions asked. So, you know, I'm grateful for that experience working at a liquor store. Got me, got to try a lot, a bunch of good beer that, to, you know, today I ex- helped ex- expand the beer palette. But then, you know, just learned a bunch of cool stuff about liquor and other things. And, you know, I, I can say that I gained a lot of experiences that I can still apply today through this. So, you know, I'm working hard, um, you know, yearly, you know, I, I worked what maybe 25, 30 hours a week at the liquor store, you know, part-time. If you add up what the hourly was and how many hours of working, it probably averaged out maybe like $5,000 extra a year. And then the rule I had with that money is it was only to be used on the consumer debt. So with my, you know, my regular nine to five job, I made all my minimum payments with that, but then all the extra money I was making, I would then pick one thing at a time and start paying him down. And that's where at that time I had read, you know, Dave's Ram- Dave Ramsey's famous book, you know, Money Makeover and kind of followed that procedure on that. Maybe one day here in the podcast, I'll give my honest opinion on what I thought about the book and, you know, things that I like, things I didn't like, things I do different, you know, but that's a discussion for another time. So then one by one, I start, I started off with the smallest balance credit card and put the extra money to that. And then we moved on and moved on and so forth. What I wanted to do was, was get like a personal loan and put everything into one at a one payment, one interest rate kind of thing. But at the time my credit was shot, so I couldn't do that. So what we did was, is we... We paid down as much things as we could, which then that started getting uh, improving my credit. And up to when I got to January, I remember this still. I was sitting at an Applebee's eating unlimited appetizers. And I was like, you know what? Let me go check to see if my credit's good enough to do a personal loan. And as I'm eating bottomless wings, <laughs> I check my phone and I got approved to do one loan under one interest rate under one payment. Now I was ecstatic because that was going to make my life a lot easier and just less stressful with having to focus on all these other it payments and all these interest rates adding up, which would have slowed down the payoff process. So I remember, I think that loan payment was like $450 or something along the lines of that. And then all my other payments, excluding the new car, because I didn't include that into this. But, you know, this is what this, you know, at the time, I think I had five credit cards left. And then the the, the auto loan that was just 
a bad auto loan. I put that into one. All of those minimum payments, I think, equaled to about like five fifty to six hundred dollars. The personal loan, I think, it was at four fifty. I still paid the five fifty to six hundred on the personal loan. So the goal of it was was to still put the original minimums that I had on the credit cards and on the loan individually, put that towards the one loan. So that way we worked on paying that off faster. And as well, you know, any extra money that I got all went to that. So essentially, if you want to look at it this way, is the $600 or minimum payments when they were loose is all coming from my regular paycheck. And then I think every two weeks I would make like $400 or $450 from the liquor store. I was then applying that to the loan. And then essentially I was paying over $1,000 a month on this consumer debt and it was snowballing and we were making great progress. We were eliminating this. Another things that I had done during this time was, you know, whatever vacation I had from my regular job, I remember I did took at least two times to go to music festivals and just to get away. But other than that, I used either my PTO to take a mental health day to try to reset my body as best as possible. But then what we ended up doing was, you know, just taking a day off from like my regular job so I could then pick up an extra shift at the liquor store. I know you're taking off from your regular job to go work at your side job just so you can try to make extra money to pay this off. You know, at the end of, at the end of this experience, I my mental health was shot. I hated myself. There was literally days where I literally hated who I was and I hated everything I was doing, but I had a goal in mind and I know I needed to do this. I'll never forget the day I paid off that that personal loan. It was the biggest relief I had felt at the time. Nowadays, you know, just mortgage, student loan, normal stuff like that. Student loan's not going to go away for a while. I didn't even bother including the student loan into that because that's just that's just a whole other behemoth I don't even want to talk about. <laughs> so with this experience here, you know, I used either I used a side hustle. This wasn't even a side hustle. I can't even call it that. This was more of a, you know, just getting a part-time job and just leveraging the free time that I had to do this and do my best out of it. So here are my takes on this. Number one with this experience, the do's and don'ts, the do's. Do make sure you got a budget and finance in place. At that time, I had no budgeting. I didn't have any discipline in my financials. I live in the uh, self-gratitude now, deal with it later. And that's how the credit card ballooned so bad. So make sure that spend within your means. Also, you know, try to build up emergency savings. At that time, I had zero savings. That's something I wish I would have done for that. Um, you know, don't, don't get a car you can't afford. Uh, the Civic at the time, I really couldn't afford it, but I needed a reliable ride. So I acted more out of desperation 
still have the car. It runs great. I take good care of it. Uh, it's an amazing car. So, you know, it's still kicking. So I'm not going to complain about that purchase now. But at the time, I definitely couldn't afford it. One thing I will recommend is if you are on this journey to, you know, you have you have either you want to build up your savings or, you know, just pay off a lot of debt. Look for either a side hustle or a side gig that doesn't commit you. And what I mean by that is, you know, you have, for example, I did a liquor store. I had to commit a certain amount of hours or days to them because that was the agreement that we had. So for your mental health, if you picked up like a side gig like Uber, DoorDash or anything like that with delivering, you know, you're a gig worker. If you know you need a, a day off from it, there's no repercussion for it because you're a contract worker. You can work and do it as when you please or however you please for it. I think that would be the good route to do it with just because then you can do it as much as you want or as little as you want. And if you need to take that mental health day, if you want to go as hard as you can, then you have that opportunity too. Now, with when it comes to like having all these credit cards, I personally would recommend putting it into one as like a personal loan. So that way it does eliminate all this compounding interest adding up on like, for example, seven credit cards and doing it under one, it makes it a lot cleaner for you. It, it creates opportunities for you not to forget to maybe miss a payment on one of them. And then you're going to get all these other fees and stuff. But then if you do the whole, you grab all your minimum payments of them individually, then you add them into a personal loan they're going to be more than what the personal loan minimum payment is. And then you're just going to create a bigger snowball because there's less interest building up for that. One thing I am going to do here is at the link of this podcast episode, I'm going to leave a link for uh, SoFi personal loans. Now, SoFi, it's the bank that I use. Very easy to use, very good bank. Right now, if you ever do need a personal loan, I have a referral link at the bottom where if you sign up and are approved and get it funded, you get a $300 bonus. So not a bad gig. Uh, I'm going to leave that description here at the bottom. Uh, Regarding everything else that I had to say about this experience is now that I did it, uh, mental health over making money. Like I said, I've never felt so miserable in my entire life doing this. I remember my friends would tell me, Harris, you're going to kill yourself. You're, you're, you, you can't do this. My parent, my, my parents are like, Harris, like don't overwork yourself. And I always, and I always told them, it's like, are you going to help me pay my bills? I was like, no, like I got to do this for myself. I need to get out of this hole. I'm tired of giving into the, you know, to the game. And I want to create my own opportunities under my own terms and have my peace of mind. And we did it. And we hit that goal. Now there's, you know, I, I don't, I don't have seven credit cards. Now I only use a maximum of three of them. One would be my Best Buy card just to do big purchases with no interest. And then I have my Amazon card, which I literally only use for Amazon purchases. And then just pay it off. And then my SoFi card, which is my everyday card, which is the one I use every every day and pay it off every month. Everything else. I don't care to have them screw them. You don't, you don't need seven credit cards. That's the lesson from this is take learn from my stupidity. Uh, 
anyways, you know, we did it. And then we're never going to get there again. So the one thing I'll tell you guys is, is, you know, kind of recapping is don't live beyond your means. Don't be stupid. Don't buy a bunch of shit you don't need right now. And, and just try to pay yourself back later. That's just not going to work. Just remember guys, we're all in this together right now. You know, with, with how inflation has been going up, consumer debt's been on the sky rise. Savings have been on the downtrend. Do what you can to save whatever money you can or build, you know, whatever you can cut back on. I know it can be tough right now with everything going up. Just whatever, $5 here, $5 there, it does make a difference. So just remember, guys, whether we're investing, saving money, or paying off debt, we'll reach that goal one penny at a time. I'm Harris Elliott. Have a good rest of your day.